and welcome to another episode of the Warrior Podcast. This is Mark Ellis with Warrior Wealth Solutions, and we're here once again with the owner and CEO of Warrior Wealth Solutions, Chris Jackson. And we also have on tap today, Anthony Pagliaro, who is also a member of the Warrior team. And just want to say hi to you guys today. Uh, hey, Mark. Hello. As, as a backup, just want to let you all know that Chris is a military veteran. He's a police officer. Uh, he is an entrepreneur who uh, has a mindset that focuses on providing business solutions for multiple industries. And Anthony is a professional mixed martial artist. He's responsible for self-defense and medical solutions. And he is also a volunteer firefighter and EMT. And I am Mark MLS, copywriter, uh, instructional designer, and uh, all-around uh, you know, garbage guy that does whatever he has to to survive here. And, uh, and so anyways, uh, uh, today's uh, topic is going to be on uh, different entrepreneurs that have uh, influenced us over the last couple of years and how they've influenced us and why we have focused on, uh, on them. And I'm going to turn this over to the CEO of Warrior Wealth Solutions, Chris Jackson. Hey, Mark, I think I'm going to let you introduce us uh, on every single podcast. That was a phenomenal job, man. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just take the lead from now on. Uh, no, but oh, oh, boy, I get to do something finally. Okay. <laughs> so how is everyone doing today? Doing good. Awesome. Doing good. Awesome, awesome. So uh, today we're going to talk about our go-to entrepreneur slash mentor that we look up to. Um, kind of provide you guys, the listeners, with the guys who we grew up listening to and still actually listen to as of today. And uh, back to you, Mark. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and share. So this is like, you know, bring your dad to the school day kind of thing. But we're going to bring our entrepreneurs to the podcast here. And um, I'd like to kick this off with the guy that I think uh, influenced me heavily in getting uh, wanting to get involved with business to begin with because I always thought business didn't look like it was much fun. You know, it seemed like it was a lot of work. And um, uh, but actually having uh, your own business and having your own uh, you know entrepreneurial adventures, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And the guy that got me kind of keyed into that was a guy by the name of Dan Kennedy. And uh, Daniel S. Kennedy is his name, so don't get him confused with somebody else if you decide to uh, go on and Google him and find out who he was. But um, uh, Dan Kennedy is – I call him the Yoda of uh, marketing because everybody and his mother knows who Dan Kennedy is. And if you don't, you'll eventually figure it out really quick. He's got like uh, 40 or 50 different books on different uh, types of entrepreneurial things from time management to uh, the um, his most famous books are the Ultimate Sales Letter because he is a copywriter supreme, and his other book that is uh, a huge hit was also called the Ultimate Marketing uh, Plan, and those two books are great starters. You can get them for dirt on on Amazon. You can get the copies of those for. I know six or seven bucks, but um, I picked up my copies at Barnes and Noble when I was in there. It was another Dan Kennedy book sitting on the shelf, and they're not super long reads. You know, you can get them done in a weekend easily, and uh, they'll help out your business tremendously. But I did uh, the book that got me keyed into him was I was on the internet. And I think I downloaded this book originally uh, in a PDF format. It was a part of a book was given out by him, and then well, I liked the PDF so much, I thought I want to get a copy of this. And basically, it's a it's about a hundred page pamphlet called 
the Ultimate Success Secret by Dan Kennedy, which I think is I've had it on my shelf for almost ten years now. I think it's one of the best things I've ever read about uh, being an entrepreneur. And I can tell you what the success secret is. Uh, I will tell you that what the whole thing's about. The Ultimate Success Secret, and I'm sure he'd probably tell anybody anyway. The Ultimate Success Secret at the end of the day is taking action. And so he goes into, you know, he said, and he goes even into motion pictures. He said he got the idea of watching a movie called Action Jackson, which had um, uh, Carl Weathers, the uh, former NFL football star. He was in a uh, better uh, African American who's just super ripped. The guy's, you know, I think and it's yeah. like Carl, Carl Weathers, right? That's it, the guy. Well, mm-hmm. he, made, he made this movie called Action Jackson, which wasn't a really great movie, but Dan Kennedy said, he said, that name just stuck with me all the time. And then he realized one day that, you know, all the movies that you love to watch, Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and you know, Die Hard, they all have action, uh, the element of action in them. So he said, if you could think of business like that, the more action you take, the better off you're going to be. And just to drive home a point, I'm going to read just a small excerpt of this book, if you don't mind, uh, real quick, like, and it says here, now Jim Rohn is another guy who's really good, in, uh, and you can watch all of his videos on, uh, I love Jim Rohn. You can watch him on, um, and his last name is spelled R-O-H-N. You can watch his videos on YouTube, but Dan Kennedy uh, paraphrases him here. He says, my, my speaking colleague Jim Rohn says that when you look closely at the highly successful individual in any field, you walk away saying to yourself, it's no wonder he's doing so well. Look at everything he's doing. Well, there's a darn good test. If we followed you around for a week and painstakingly recorded how you spent your time, what you did every day to advance your career or business, would we wind up saying to ourselves, it's no wonder he's doing so well. Look at everything he's doing. Now, that's an interesting thing to think about. You know, you don't normally think about that on the surface when you're uh, running a business or you're trying to market something. But um, but that's one thing that, you know, I really uh, hit me about this pamphlet he wrote, this 100-page pamphlet, but it's excellent. And... Um, uh, and, and then and also I'm going to read this one other section. Now that was Jim Rohn's words from Dan Kennedy, but here's a section of his book. It says, what kind of action yields the greatest results? Uh, yes, there's one type of action or kind of action that produces maximum results in a minimum length of time. Thanks to, uh, in part to the principle of momentum. Again, it's from Jim Rohn. And the first I heard about this idea was from a thing called the principle of massive action. And the key word is massive, not tiny, not wimpy, not tentative, not tone the water action, but ponderously slow, not, not ponderously slow action, but massive action. And so when I started reading this thing, and so every year I got to pull this out whenever I feel myself slowing down. I could pull this 100-page pamphlet out that he wrote. I call it pamphlet because it's a soft cover. I mean, it's not a super cheap-looking book or anything, but it's just, it's just a little book that he wrote that – you know, you could just pick it up and read it and, and get so much out of just one thing. And so that's how I got addicted to Dan Kennedy. Well, Dan Kennedy practices what he preaches. He is a massive action guy. I mean, he has got probably made more information products than anybody. And that's one of the things, two of the areas he's really big on is marketing. Well, actually overall marketing. But the other, the two specialized areas of that would be copywriting. Uh, well, of course, uh, marketing planning. And then also uh, the other area uh, that he's really good at is creating information products and how to do it quickly. Uh, and so, uh, 
I highly recommend anybody to check out his books. They're always on Amazon. But he's a guy that really uh, spurred me on in my mind and my heart to want to become an entrepreneur. And still to this day, every time I just like picking up this this thing that he wrote, The Ultimate Success Secret, it has really made me want to become and uh, continues to make me want to take more action and 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 go for the gold ring, you know. <laughs> And to do it quickly, you know, not to, not to, like he says, not to slow, do it slowly, but to actually try to move as quickly as possible in a certain direction. Anyway, that was my guy for today. So I'm going to turn it over to, I'm going to turn it over to Anthony now, see if he's got somebody that he'd like to bring up. Well, he's not really a big uh, person I've looked up to, you know, over the years, but for the past two years, I've actually been watching him and, and using his videos. Um, his name is Trent Shelton. And uh, whenever Marcus, and uh, the the uh, sports people listen to uh, listen to this, they'll probably realize who he is. Um, he is an ex NFL player. Um, he was drafted out of Baylor Baylor College. <clears throat> he actually never actually played a game. Um, he was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts right out of uh, out of college. Um, he made the team. Uh, he went through the whole training you know training camp, and then he was put on the practice squad. Um, so he never actually got to play a real game. He was just always on the practice squad. Um, from there, he actually got dropped by the Colts. Um, he spent probably about a year or two years, you know, doing his life thing. He turned to, to alcohol, to sex, to drugs, you know, partying, clubs, um, doing things that, you know, normal kids would do and, and you know, starting to fall down in, in, a, in a slump. Because <clears throat> he had gotten dropped from the Colts and, you know, his big NFL career. Um, he later got a call from <clears throat> the uh, Seattle Seahawks, who act- actually asked him to come play for uh, play for him. Again, he went through the training camp. He went through their whole system. And again, he was put on the practice squad. So his, his dreams of playing in the NFL were starting to kind of diminish, and he wasn't sure if it was something that he wanted. Um on September 25th, when he was playing for the Seattle Seahawks, he had a, a, a son, which kind of turned his life around. Um, he was looking into different ways of, you know, he wanted to be a father. He didn't want to be, he, he didn't want to see or have his son grow up the way, you know, he was growing up and getting dropped from this and getting let down. So he decided to do something different. Um, so he started rehab time. Um, it's a Christian nonprofit. He does YouTube videos galore, Facebook videos galore. <clears throat> he just talks about life um, and di- different circumstances in, in life. Um, you know, love, hate, um, focus, determination. Um, I've posted you, Christian, in a couple times. I don't think I've posted with the, or tagged you in it, uh, Mark. But his videos are awesome. Huh. Um, uh, what was uh, his name again? Trent Shelton. Trent Shelton. Okay. Um, he he gets pretty much 50 million weekly visits or weekly views. Um, every every post he does, every live video he does, and that's just through through, through social media. Um, he does go out and do public speaking. He does go out, you know, and talk to people and talk to kids. But he does it mostly through YouTube and through Facebook. Um, so going from an ex NFL player. You know, having it all, having the money, never actually really playing a game to going to where he wants to, you know, support his his son and and do everything for his family. 
So he had to come up with something, and that's why he developed Rehab Time. Um, right. And that he's just a really... I, I don't know how to put it. His his videos, they really hit heart every time you listen to them. Wow. Huh. Well, he's been there. I mean, you know, I mean, when you have somebody that's been in, you know, a tough situation, you know, and then they've, they've come out of it from adversity, it's always a... And people like those stories, too. You know, it's like a Rocky story, you know? Yeah, it is. It's really... You yeah. know, I, I was watching his <clears throat> YouTube video, and he was explaining... I think it was CNN that actually did, like, a... What do they call those, um... The biography or autobiography on him, right? Uh, where they sat down and asked questions about his life and that, and that's how I got most of the information was through that interview they did with him. And you know, just listening to his story and how, you know, he wanted his big dream, you know, played football all his, all his life, and then he'd make it, and then he'd get cut, and then he'd make it, and then he'd get cut, right? And then just you know, it kept he'd build him back up, and then it'd tear him back down, and then build him back up and tear him back down. You know, he played for three different NFL teams, but actually never got to play a real game. Wow. You know, he was always put on practice squads. He, the, the hopes of actually playing in the NFL were start and finish every time, you know, he got sent to the practice squad. Wow. So, kind of reminds you of that Moody, you know, about the about the guy that wanted to be on the um, on the Notre Dame team. Wow, that's I know that Moody, though. Wow. <laughs> Which brings us to now we're going to jump over to Chris. Now we're going to come back to these guys in a minute and uh, talk about some of these different principles. But um, if you're finished, Anthony, I'm going to move on over to Chris. Yep, go right ahead. Let him dive in with who he brought to school today. Ah, I have to say mine is Tony Robbins um, for the fact that I myself, this is probably one of the reasons I've got into what we're doing now is that he really opened my mind up into thinking what I really needed to do um, to help others and you know I struggled with with business the the first couple go rounds and the one I mean I, I kind of had a success with it I sold it um, but at the same time it was just you know down in the slums trying to figure out what I really wanted to do with my life and I think that Tony uh, Mr. Robbins really helped with that by listening to all what he had to say in his, you know, his podcast, his website, and, and even his YouTube channel. Um, and basically a little bit about Tony is, you know, he brings out uh, in a unique way, changes the way people think um, with his life coaching and his seminars and even his self-help books such as the unlimited power and awaken the giant within uh you know basically during his seminars he teaches a multitude of people whether it's young adolescents all the way up to even successful entrepreneurs just basically the way they need to re-engage their selves and um their decision making so that's one of the reasons i picked uh, Tony Robbins is just for the the astronomical factors that he brings in when it ch t basically changes your mind setting. Wow. So that's another Cinderella yeah. story, right? I mean, that's a guy that started with nothing. Yeah, I think he started at like 17 now years old, and it took him, I mean, 17 is really young to get into public speaking, and you got to commend the guy for that. 
Um, yes. But it was just a constant struggle, and now he's in his 50s, um, and he's just phenomenal. I mean, I, I don't know of anybody that doesn't know who he is, and if they don't, um, then they definitely need to look into him. Yeah, we were – my wife and I looked him up. He's a, he's on track to be a billionaire, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is. He considering it's just the success – I'm sorry. I was going to say uh, – go ahead, Anthony. What did you say? I was saying there's always posts or always different little, you know, snippets on Facebook or on Instagram of him doing, you know, him doing a little talk or how, you know, a person reacted to his talk. And, you know, it, it's it, he's always on there. Always. And, and you know, oh. his, uh, his feed the children. It, it basically 100, 101 million meals to children, families, and seniors through his Feeding America's network is, is just phenomenal. I mean, that's that's a great mission of what he's you know what he's all about. Yeah, I remember yeah, you... back in the 70s when I first heard about him, and um, <laughs> he always told this story, and he was just getting started. I mean. Uh, it was about 1975 when I first heard about the guy, and he was always he always told this story, and, and he still tells this story to this day. I saw him on TV not recently, and he's still telling the story. I don't know if he had a copywriter work with him on it or what, but uh, he he uh, he said that he was washing his. The thing I remember the most was he said I was so poor I was washing my dishes in my bathtub. Yep. You know, wow. <laughs> And I, I sometimes think, okay, is he, is he for real on this or what? Because, you know, I mean, who doesn't have a, at least a sink in their place? I mean, who would wash their dishes in their bathtub anyway? I mean, that's kind of, you know, you have to have a really clean bathtub. But <laughs> I always laugh at that. But, I mean, that's the, but it's stuck in my mind all these years. I mean, I never forgot it, you know. So I guess it worked. But, uh, uh, yeah, but it's kind of interesting like that. But uh, I was just thinking of, uh, you know, when we talk about these Cinderella stories and all these guys that came from adversity, I was just uh, – I don't know if you were around, Anthony, but we were talking – Talking about, um, I think Chris and I, when we did the first podcast a while back, we were talking about uh, um, uh, Mike Lindell, who is the My Pillow guy. You see him on TV all the time. The My oh, yeah. Pillow guy. And yep, if you I type in, if you type in Mike Lindell into Google, you'll see a mugshot of him because he was arrested for uh, drug use and drug dealing. He was living out of his car, I think, and uh, and he literally was all strung out on uh, meth or one of those things, really bad. It was in. Uh, and, and I just I just Googled him in a, for one of the first pictures that other than the, him hugging a pillow picture is uh, he, and he put these by the way, he's putting these pictures up to show where he came from. It's not like somebody's being malicious and sticking them up, you know, uh, mug shots. But he's got he's a, he's got a picture of him holding a pillow. And then in the next picture right next to it, he's got a picture of him with his mug shot there and uh, where he came from, you know, and he's on track. Now I was I was telling uh, when I, I don't know who I talked to about this last, but the, the interesting thing about this guy is is about you know we kept my wife and I kept seeing this commercials are constantly on they're all the time I'm thinking man this guy must be making some serious money so uh, I decided to check him out on the internet and I saw well you know he's got a million dollar lawsuit against him for some sort of claim he made about the pillow or something you know I forget what it was I'm thinking oh this poor guy's gonna lose his shirt and everything and then and then I decided to look a little bit more up on him and his net worth is going to be uh, he is also on track this year to be uh, close to a billion dollars billionaire uh, so like this, this this stupid lawsuit that they're throwing at him about some claiming it's not even going to 
register on his brain probably because <laughs> you know, he's 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 on track to be a billionaire uh from the my pillow you know product it's amazing to think that he created this product and he's selling it and he's uh and he's going to be a billionaire and he was living out of his car you know a decade ago i guess it was uh, well, if you, i don't know if you guys know that show uh shark tank Look at the people that are yep. always on there, you know, starting from nothing and then all of a sudden having, you know, uh, 1.2 million or, you know, a yeah. couple thousand. It takes is that drive. Yeah. You know, you got to jump in there and just do it. Yep. I mean, there's there's no excuse. I mean, you can have all the excuses in the world to yourself, but, you know, that's not going to that's not gonna get you anywhere. You just got to do it. No, it's not. Yep. Uh, that's, yeah, and it's so it's it's a commonality. And it's like it's like I was saying earlier with the Dan Kennedy thing. You know, it's all a matter of uh, how much action you're going to take in your life, I guess. Uh, it seems to me that, you know, that seems to be a key ingredient uh, because but there again, too, you know, I, I always question these things, too, because I am an objective person. But I always think, well, if you take action in 95 different directions, though, it might not be so good. So I guess it depends. I guess it depends on if it's kind of a focused action, maybe, because if you're focused on like 95 different things, you know, and then, I always tell my wife that when a company diversifies, it diversifies. And a good example of this was, uh, I could I could point out a couple business examples that sticks out in my head, but like Sears, for example. Oh, uh, yeah, they, wow. Kmart, you know, and I thought, man, that was dumb. Because Kmart, Kmart was getting totally dominated anyway, and they went and they bought into, they were already a diversified company. They were, you know, they were the first catalog company way before anybody even thought about it. Now, they had the biggest catalog in the, in the whole world, and and now they've they bought into all these other things, and they're so spread out so thin that they're just trying to survive, you know. Mm-hmm. So I could see where you, you know, yeah, you could take a ton of action in about 950 different directions, that that might not be such a good idea either. <laughs> you know, I mean, as long as it's focused on one or two things, maybe, you know, a lot of action on – so, so if you're going to do, if you're going to do, uh, you know, if you're going to be an author, you know, just focus on the, the, you know, but if you start working on being an eyeglass doctor and everything else, you know, uh, it might not work out so well. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I, I, I totally agree with that. Cause like, like with my sport, you know, being in the mixed martial arts world, there's always the fitness person that's out there. I mean, look at all the, the fitness ads, look at all the, you know, the, the strength and conditioning ads. There's constantly people coming up with different ways to work out or, different ways to get in shape or different ways to eat eat right so my sport there you can't really go in a certain direction because you're going to have that that competition right knowing you knowing what knowing which way to go or how to go you know picking a career and trying to stick with it um i i wanted to give up you know after i did my my first two pro fights um i lost my first one um, and then I won my second one, and I think that that second win actually boosted me, saying, "You know what? I can do this." Um, my first pro fight was against a guy that was from Brazil, and he was 16 and 0 in Brazil, which I didn't know that until the night of the wow. Um, the guy, the the promoter, lied to me and said, "You know, he's not that good. He's not well known." Well, yeah, he's not well known in the states. Oh wow. Uh, uh. <laughs> So I was this was my very first pro fight. So it was my pro debut fight. I lasted the whole first round with him, and nobody thought I was going to because of you know his record and his you know his his his, his training over in Brazil. And uh, you know that second round, I just I was exhausted. Um, yeah. But and he was after just I got done, like, oh, another day to me, right? Yeah. And after <laughs> I got done, you know, even the promoter. I mean, I had people coming up to me saying, you know, we didn't think you were going to last that long. 
you know, what, what made you do it? I said, hey, it's a fight. I'm in here to win. I don't care who it is or how long they've been training. You know, they can be 20, you know, they can be 20 and one, you know, I'm still going to put my heart and soul into it. And I think that having people come up to me afterwards is what pushed me to keep going. Right. So, yeah, it's definitely, you definitely have to find something that, that drives you that, that, that passion. Wow. This is kind of a focused passion too. Cause you know, Tony Robbins, he's the, you know, when you get to Tony Robbins, he's, you know, he's totally focused on uh, self-improvement, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you say self-improvement coach, the first name that comes up, it'll be his name. I mean, you know, that's, he's definitely dominated that, that industry. Define the terminology life coaching. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I, I, I think that he basically created that, uh, that term. I mean, just for all what he's done, you know, then they, everybody started using it. But I think he was actually the one of the main ones. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, and then, but there again, too, you got a guy like Donald Trump. And, I, you know, I'm not being political at all. I'm not talking about his presidency. But I'm talking about is the fact that the guy is now there's there's a guy that's involved in like, you know, I mean, predominantly it was real estate. And he's the, of course, that's, you know, what you primarily think of, but he's had so many different types of businesses. Or look at um, Mark Cuban and some of these people that are on Shark Tank. they got like 90 different businesses. And I often wonder, they how, maybe they're just using the same pattern, focus pattern over and over again when they start these different things or they work on these uh, uh, different types of businesses. I mean, but it seems like to me that they, they're kind of diversified in what they do. They do public speaking. And they do. They, they talk about their their. Uh, in, in the case of Barbara Corcoran, she's doing real estate herself. You know, and uh, you know, you just you just wonder, you know, how. But Cuban too. I mean, gosh, he's he's got all these technology businesses and things that he does, and he's running a, a sports team. What's the sport team he runs? In? I can't remember. Uh, is it is it a baseball team or, or a football team? Isn't it one of those two? Yeah, it's basketball. Where's basketball? It's a basketball, it's a basketball? Team. Yeah, yeah, it's a basketball team. I just can't remember which one it is. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're involved in all these different Dallas, types of things. You wonder. Dallas Mavericks. I was trying to think. I thought it was Mavericks. I didn't want to say the wrong one, but, yeah, Dallas Mavericks. I mean, gosh, I mean, that's kind of, you know, I mean, that's, you know, you're managing a, a, a sports team like that. Or you're the owner, and, of course, you know, I, I just don't know how they do all that. I really don't. I sit there, and I look at some of these billionaire types, and I just go, wow, how can they do how, – how, what's your day like? You get up, and you're just running from the time you get up. Of course, they, they'll even tell you this, though. They work, you know, 16, 18 hours a day, you know. <laughs> I remember a lady on Shark Tank one time. She came in there arrogantly saying something to them, like, to the effect of, you know, I work I – work you know, you know, eight to ten hours a day on my business, and I'm not just going to hand it over to one of you guys, something like that, to him. And uh, and uh, Robert there, Hershevik there, the guy that's got the technology company, he said, he said, well, I work, I work almost eighteen hours a day, so I can tell people like where to get off. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, to get out of here, to get off, but to get out of here, sort of, you know, <laughs> tell you guys what to do, you know. So it's like, you know, but I mean, they they do, they put in the hours. No question about it. So anything anybody else want to add about this before we uh, move on to something else? Or does anybody... uh... Uh, You know, I think that uh, back to what you were talking about, Mark, real quick, when you said take action. Uh You know, that kind of reminds me of the uh, success formula that that a lot of these, like Tony Robbins uses and a lot of these other uh, life coaches and motivational speakers is the E plus R equals O. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the event and then a response equals your outcome. So how you respond to certain events in your life, you know, creates certain outcomes. So that all falls back to if you're not happy or you're not succeeding, then change your responses to those events. You know, take action, take a different kind of action. Right, right. Got to kind of refocus and, and focus on a different, you know, sometimes you have to focus on a different thing and move in a different direction. And, you know, I mean, there's just certain things that some people can do that others can't. And that's not saying that you can't make it in something. It's just saying that, you know, um, and, you know, the thing of it is, too, is if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, you're afraid to, to do that sort of thing, uh, you could be still be the best, uh, you know, employee at a particular niche, even, you know, it doesn't mean you can't be the, you couldn't be the linchpin at a company, you know, at a particular thing, you know. Uh, if you're if you're really good at multimedia and you you can get hired to to do multimedia stuff, then be the best multimedia guy out there. Uh, I think a mistake a lot of people make these days, though, there is really in America now. It used to it used to be less, I think, but uh, there seems to be no company loyalty now. It's all uh, we're we're in a different economic environment with businesses and things, and so. I think that the idea, I guess the reason why we focus on entrepreneurism so much is uh, is because, you know, that's something that once, if you establish yourself in a business and you're good at what you do and, and you've got business coming in, um, you're not at risk like the guy is that's working for a company. And I, I always used to tell my students, because I taught a lot of high school students, I'd say, well, you know, you always ought to at least try to get a trade on your own. And that way you at least have something to fall back on. You know, if if you have to, you'll at least have a, a trade or a skill that you can market, or you could possibly start your own business if you your back gets up against the wall. You don't want to work for somebody, or you're going to lose your job. You know, but there is no there is no company loyalty anymore. I mean, there's companies getting bought out all the time now, uh, and it's a much more volatile market with jobs than it's ever been that I can recall. But I don't know. That's just me. Mm -hmm. oh, it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's you just. You just keep going with the mindset that you're going to be there for 20 years now, you know. There's always that one person that wants to do bigger and better things than you, and I think they can make that business, you know, run smoother, run better than what you can do it. Right. Right. So. Yeah. So I used to tell my students, you know, be a linchpin, be the person that how to do like 10 different things there that are, you know, folk, you know, that are within your, your what you're doing. But if you're the guy, again, a good example, I'll just go back to multimedia. If you're the guy that knows how to set up all the projectors and everything that they need and how to do the PowerPoints and everything and other people at your organization, and there are organizations like that, you know, they'll, they'll have a meeting. They, if they, they couldn't do without a certain person running that stuff. So if you were like the linchpin and they really need you, you're, you're really not going to you know, have the opportunity to get, you know, stepped over or, or moved or, or downsized as, as quick as somebody that, you know. I mean, once they realize that, hey, this guy is valuable team player, we can't do without him. You know, once you've worked yourself into a position like that, at least, you know, if you're not going to start your own business, try to be the linchpin of where you work at. Mm -hmm. So. If, if you're going to be – if you're going to be a janitor, be the best janitor ever. If you're going to be the, you know, the broom sweeper, be the best broom sweeper ever. You know, you got to find that that niche that makes you happy. Yeah. Be the be the be the janitor that knows how to fix the air conditioners when they go down. Exactly. <laughs> and that might take some extra training. <laughs> that might take some extra training, but I mean, you know, if that, if you're working as a janitor somewhere and you know how to fix a certain aspect without him having to call the air conditioner guy, expensive guy in all the time, if there's a or if there's a pipe you can you can you can solder back together or whatever, and you know and you know how to do it, then you're going to be more valuable than a guy that just goes and cleans toilets, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And when you get certification like that, you might want to let your boss know about it. You know, hey, I got certified in that. <laughs> that would help. So, all right. Well, are there any last thoughts you all like to share with uh, with our audience on this subject of entrepreneurism, taking action, and uh, and and kind of modeling yourself at, after some of these different people that you see and and read about? You know, I, the other thing I was going to mention about this was the reason, and one of the reasons why we're talking about this subject is because you know you have access to these people without having to spend eighty million dollars to go to one of their seminars. You could always go buy their books and read read up on them. Uh, and now with the with the video on YouTube, uh, and, and a lot of times they put this stuff out there for free. You have videos on YouTube. You have you have different courses you can take online. We're going to be offering one here at Warrior Wealth Solutions on getting started in entrepreneurism, and uh, and how we use our principles to um, to help you guide you through the process of starting your own business. Most uh, whether it's online or bricks and mortar, uh, we'll help you start that process, and we'll be also helping you out as we as you go through the coursework. So that'll be offered up pretty pretty soon. We're we're, we're still in the phases of finalizing the um, the content for that. But uh, is there anything you want to add to that, Chris? Uh, no, I mean, just make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, and uh, joining in on our podcast each week. And also, feel free to hit that Ask Chris button, which will allow you to ask questions, give us feedback, and if there's anything that you would like to listen to, that allows you to basically comment and let us know what uh, what you'd be interested in. All right. Um, and so, Anthony, you have anything, uh, any last shots you'd like to take here? Are no, I think we're all, I think we're just here to, to help people and to enjoy doing what we're doing. You know, I've always, <clears throat> going back into the entrepreneur and, and business side of it, you know, I've never been the person to, I can't say this, but want to make the money or, you know, be the, the billionaire, or be the millionaire. You know, I think having someone smile or someone laugh or someone send you a text um, like I got when I, when, you know, when I helped that, that, that child, that kid, you know, saying, hey, you're, you know, you're like another brother. Or, hey, you're like an, an, another family member. I think that means more to me than, uh, than, than you know, than having the money come in because I helped that person. Um I've always been that way. You know, I, I want to make money, yes, because I have to support my family. I have to support my, you know, my kids in, in, in that aspect. But at the same time, knowing that someone's benefiting from what we're doing or from what I'm doing, I think means more to me than than having, you know, the $100 paycheck or having the, the $1,000 paycheck. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just, just letting everybody know that, you know, we're here to help. We're here to to do what we can for you, to, to make you smile, to have that, that push, that that uh, that strength to move on, the courage, um, means means more to me than actually you know making that money. All right, sounds good. Well, this has been uh, Chris Jackson, uh, Anthony Pagliano, and Mark Elmo Ellis with Warrior Wealth Solutions. Uh, stay tuned for the next um, podcast, or come back for the next podcast. I should say, come back for the next podcast, uh, which will be uh, out shortly. We will be discussing. Uh, how to separate yourself from everybody else in your business, how to make yourself stand out from other businesses. We hope you'll be here. So uh, once again, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining in on our podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah.